All right, Palace family, welcome back to Talking Points, our YouTube podcast show that is also on Spotify, where we cover a different F1 talking point topic uh, every week. And of course, I'm joined as ever by the what can I what can I, what can I call you today? The 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 concrete barnet that is Aldas. Please let me know what you use for that hair because I am very jealous. How are you, mate? Well, I'm, uh, that's that's a bit of a secret recipe. I'm doing good. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll tell you. Maybe I won't. I'm doing good, and so is the barnet. Uh, looking forward to, to this one. Uh, today's going to be something a little bit different uh, from what we've been doing uh, in our past few couple of episodes. So uh, yeah, should be a, should be a good one. Indeed, it should. And we are, of course, as ever, joined by a very special guest. And today we have sim racing royalty. We were talking beforehand. He's been sim racing for 16 years. It's Jardier. How are you, my friend? Hey, Tom. Thank you so much. It's great to be with you. here with you guys, and especially with Gordon. And, no, uh, it's, okay. <laughs> it's already yes. like a minute in. Yes. Here we go. Yes, this is the I energy saw, I, like. I saw it. I saw it. <laughs> Good. How are you, man? How are you? I'm what, great. I'm great, guys. One? Yeah, I'm great. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here, guys, and looking forward for doing some podcasting. Good, man. Happy to have you. Well, Aldas, do you want to introduce what we're talking about today? So today we're going to give two points each and have a cool little discussion about how what we think we could do to improve Formula One. We're going to give two points from our point of view, uh, kind of go backwards and forwards. And then also, if we get to it at the end, also have a little chat discussing what we think is the best uh, out of what we can out of our points uh, to improve Formula One in the future. Exactly. So basically, if Liberty Media are looking to, you know, hire someone to get on board with the new regulations, then he's handing his CV in already. Basically. I hope Stefano Domenicali is watching. That's all I'll say. Um, <laughs> so let's start with, of course, our guest, Jardier. What is your first, what would be your first change to F1 that you would make that you think would improve the sport? Well, I think it's real hard to make the Formula One like different, you know, because you don't want to ruin it, right? There's true, like, true. I think in the past years, there has been a lot of discussions where people were like, yeah, you need to do this to Formula One and slow it down and such, which mm-hmm. is basically like trying to ruin the sport in, in, in a way. But there's like what you could actually improve on Formula One. I think the, the biggest difference is the budget of the teams, I would say, to development. I would say definitely, let's say, Williams doesn't have the same budget as Red Bull or Mercedes. So I think maybe it would help to put the field closer if you would have some limit of the budget you can actually put into the cars. You know, if you if you would have to develop, let's say, scratch the cars we have right now and mm-hmm. build a brand new one with 2,000 horsepower and <laughs> million kilograms of downforce, whatever, you know, 400 kilometers top speed, but the budget should be, let's say... 100 million dollars or stuff like that you know and and build it and everyone you have just this limitation i would be really like curious if it would be manageable or if it would be doable because i think if everyone would have like same budget and same type of car it could work yeah i mean for sure like in principle do you think because the actual budget cap that's coming in i think is about 145 if i remember correctly so something like that yeah a hun- hundred million would be quite a bit i don't know how do you think that that do you think a hundred million is a bit too little or do you think that could that could work as well because it's i mean it sounds like a lot of money you know what i mean still well the funny <laughs> thing is to, for teams like ferrari and red bull that's like peanuts that's like barely any of their yeah. budget but for sure you know the budget um the budget cap is coming in and it's something that that he mentioned um was almost kind of a bit of more of a spec series should formula one go to that is that is that what's needed to close the field up i think that's definitely something that formula one uh, should look into is the future of the sport a spec series or more constructors so i think that definitely has to be something that formula one thinks about going into the future yeah i don't know is it is it like Jade, are, you, are you thinking kind of that it still it's not a spec series it's just everyone's got a lot less yeah. money to spend or do you think are you thinking of that idea as in terms of like the standardized parts and that, because you can still Mm -hmm. have all these, like you can have 10 teams spending a hundred million, you know, Mm -hmm. euros, dollars, pounds each and still get vastly different results. Can't you? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, I I mean, like the specs would be like very interesting because I mean, you can see in formula two or IndyCar or something, when you have a very similar cars and engines and chassis, it makes the racing very close. Mm. But to me personally, after watching formula one for 20 years, I would say the, the formula one is the top of the 
racing sport, yeah, right? Yeah, there's sure. nothing literally like it's top of the sport, top of the technology. So you basically don't want to limit it, right? Like if you make it slower, it's not Formula One anymore. Or if you make it like different or limited or less downforce, hmm. worse brakes, you can the Formula Two will be Formula One in the, yeah, <laughs> in the future or something. Sure. So you don't want to ruin that idea of the being top of the technology, top of the sport, you know. So I'm really curious what we can come up with, what we can fix on that. Yeah, because Aldas, do you think like do you think a budget cap will actually achieve the goal of a budget cap, which is to because it's in principle it works right, but you know F1 teams they've always been very good at exploiting loopholes, typically in the rules, but also this is another this is another rule that is going to be coming in. Like, do you think it's actually going to do the job that we all hope it will? I'm a little bit skeptical because I think you hit the nail on the head. Formula One teams, I feel like one of their, not only are they, of course, Formula One teams, but the people that work in there, one of their biggest jobs is to find loopholes in the regulations or the rules, whether that's technical, exactly. whether that's sporting. Yeah. And no doubt, and to be fair, for Liberty Media have been really trying to crack down on this. They say if you find any... Mm. The, the point of these uh, especially the financial rules are not to find loopholes in them but you just know the teams will and there are and there could be some big sanctions for some of the teams if they do find loopholes apparently but you just know formula one teams are always trying to maybe alter the wording of the rules or to to have them at the, to, for their advantage so yeah will it have a good or bad effect i don't know it's something that's very necessary for formula one because there's a lot of teams that just can't keep up with the likes of mercedes or ferrari in terms of not just on track but the financial side as well and we don't know yet if it's gonna what difference it will make but certainly it's something that has to be brought into formula one because the amount of money yeah. that especially the top teams are using compared to the williams or the Haas, it i think it was getting a little bit out of hand so it's certainly something that needed to be brought into formula one whether whether it will change formula one or what effect it will have i'm still a little bit skeptical because I feel like the top teams are top teams for a reason. It's not just their money. Mm. It's the fact that they have the best people, the best engineers and the best minds in the business to do what they need to do. So yeah, I'm skeptical. Yeah, I think I think there's nothing wrong with like the, the cream will always rise to the top. And I think there, like you say, there, there will always be certain personnel. And well, actually, because Jard, to your point, would you include driver salary in that budget gap? Um, but budget gap budget cap sorry would you include driver salary because i don't that's not being included is it in the actual one that's coming into play but it would be a big problem for mercedes or yeah that's like what that. i mean that's what i was going to say because then that would really make the you know you're getting a really good driver but then you're gonna to have to you know restrict your car development so so guys, this weekend we will have only five mechanics and we will have only two sets of tires. <laughs> so so Lewis can have his hotel, okay? Lewis has got to jump out the car and do the rears himself. I mean, Seb would be happy doing that, wouldn't he? Because we all know, yeah. you know, mechanic Seb. But you know what I'm trying to say? Like, would you include yeah, yeah, that, yeah. do you think, in that system? Uh, I, I think I wouldn't know. I, I think I would put it separately because I mm. think it doesn't belong there because, I mean, maybe it would be easier to make some minimum wage for the racing drivers in Formula 1 because already there are only 20 uh, Formula 1 drivers in the world, right? Mm -hmm. So they probably, they are top athletes, it doesn't matter how they got there, but there are only 20 and there is no yeah. one else. So I would do like a minimum payment or something like that, yeah. that has to be in there. You know, it's, it's different because some of the drivers, they bring sponsors, mm. so they have something behind them, they have a countries or states behind them, so they have more, more wage or more money. But yeah. I think like a minimal amount would be nice because if you look at the difference in the salaries in Formula One, it's quite huge, I would say. It is. It is, it is crazy, the difference between... But I, I guess that's just, you know, there's so many factors that go into a driver's salary, right? I mean, you've got their marketability, you've got their actual on-track performance, experience, of course, et cetera, et cetera. Um, okay. I like that one, Jardier. I like that one. Um, what about you, Aldas? What's your first of your two new rules, new things you want to implement into Formula One. So a change that I really want to see in Formula One, and this is something that has been on my mind for such a long time, and I think many people's as well, is racetracks and the amount of tracks that we go to. I think at the moment, there's obviously a lot of uncertainty over 2021, but it's planned that we're going to have 23 races. And I think in the, I don't think it's, I don't know if it's the Concord Agreement or there is a certain regulation that says we can go potentially up to 25. And because they've put that in there, you really? just know, yeah, we can go legally up wow. to 25 apparently. And <laughs> the strange thing about that regulation is that if, 
if you don't want to put, make the calendar too big, then why is that regulation in there? It's clear that perhaps Liberty Media are aiming for that 25 races in a year. And to me, don't get me wrong, as a fan, I'd love to have, to be honest, I'd love to have a, a race a week. I want a 52 race calendar. <laughs> but let's be honest, that is such a massive strain on the drivers, the teams, the mechanics, people mm. back at the factory as well. And to me, it... it even last year, I mean, we had a 17 race calendar, I think it was. And at no point at the end of the season did I think, wow, I mean, that was just, I, I need even more races. I think to me, <laughs> 20 races, I think 20 races is a very solid number. That's how much we had in 2012. I remember I did a video on that season and I mean, that was a really great season. So 20 seems like a nice number, nice round number. So I definitely think that not only do we need less races, but also, I think the tracks need to be looked at in the sense that I think, depending on what happens in 2021 with those rules, I feel like the cars are almost too quick for the for the racetracks. And that is a really big problem. We get so mm. many complaints also about how some tracks aren't as good as others and whether there should be someone else designing them or not. Maybe that's a conversation for another time. But certainly, I think the racetracks themselves need to be looked at in terms of how they're designed. I do, I, I, I do think that there are some tracks that maybe aren't the best for racing, and I will always stand by Monaco. I think that there are some heritage, uh, there are some heritage tracks in Formula 1 that should always be there, like Monaco, Spa, Monza, Silverstone. And Monaco is one of those tracks where, yes, it does have its haters. I quite like Monaco because it's something completely different. It's totally old school. It's been on the calendar since 1950 Precisely. and so yeah. yeah there's definitely tracks that could be kept in there for the for the heritage factor even if they're not that good in terms of racing but i think the tracks that we go to the layer of the tracks uh how they're designed make sure that they're designed almost around the cars not the cars mm. of the racetrack so i think that has to be also looked at and again just less races i feel like 20 races 21 into the 20s for me is too much i think 20 is a really nice round number and as long as we get a nice continental calendar it's going from you know loads of different continents maybe even antarctica you never know i'm sure uh, <laughs> media could probably sort that one out somehow but as long as we have a nice calendar i think that it's perfect and so yeah for me there's just too many races and i feel okay. like it needs to be brought down quality instead of quantity yeah what do you, what do you think of that Jardier? do you agree do you think 23 is too much I think uh, I'm a horrible viewer because I'm always like, I want to see more, you know, I hate the winter break. <laughs> I hate the winter break, you know, so I'm exactly like opposite of this, you know, I want more races because I'm like, I don't want to, you know, what do you do during the winter, you know? <laughs> but no, I absolutely true. agree. So I think I think maybe the we have so many races and in the end you have such a short winter break, which might be a problem for some teams to develop the cars, you know, even get the drivers probably in a, in a like a fitness form and such, or even like, cool down after the season you know because they have literally like three months break and that's almost it you know which might be a little too well they travel the whole year all the time which is really exhausting you know like i would say like one race per two weeks would be nice you know to have that as alda said 20 races per year i think is like a magical number i absolutely yeah. agree with that and in terms of the racetracks it's really hard to say as as alda said they basically are creating the tracks for the cars in like an interesting way, you know, they're trying to make the tracks very safe in one way, mm. but on the other way, well, I don't know how many exciting, actually exciting tracks do we have in the calendar? You know, like the old school tracks like Spa and such are always delivering good stuff, you know, mm. and especially last year when we had uh, Mugello, Imola, it was really interesting to see as well the, the difference. In terms of the pace, you know, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Where, where literally like the teams didn't have any preparation. For, for they didn't have too many virtual laps for these racetracks, which yeah. are not used in the calendar usually. And I think sometimes it provided quite uh, interesting racing and also like kind of chaos. You know, we yeah. we miss we miss in a formula one. And uh, one more thing I really liked was the double race calendar when we had like twice Red Bull Ring, twice Silverstone. I mean, I'm not saying it's the right way to do, but it was actually very nice to see as well to to see the difference between the races and. Yeah. The different preparation between the weekend and a, like a one week break, and I kind of like that personally. Like when we had literally two Red Bull rinks or two mm. Silver Stones, it was not bad, you know, to watch. Especially if you can change, like I, I really like the kind of Bahrain sack here, where it was the same but different. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah, you had yeah, kind of yeah. A, a different challenge. But yeah, I, it's interesting. Like like one thirty R Suzuka isn't a corner anymore. Like. <laughs> Charles can do it one-handed yeah, holding yeah. onto his, <laughs> his rear mirror. Like, you're right. And, and a track like Imola, like, which is so historically significant, amazing races back in the past, in the, for the current regulation spec cars, doesn't deliver great racing. Like, They're compared too to, narrow, to, I compared think. Compared to other tracks. It's too, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, like you say, it's, it's like the, the cars of 
outgrown the tracks. Yeah. It's much easier to change the cars. I guess you can, mm-hmm. you know, get a bit of tarmac. And I mean, they've just changed random corner at Barcelona, haven't they? They've changed a hard braking zone. Given again the way that the the F1 circus is set up in terms of the amount of time and all that, yeah, twenty three just seems a bit excessive. It's like, for example, like football players. You know, they can be subbed off. They can sit out games and rest. F1 drivers, you know, flying around the world doing all these races, but also the personnel more more than the drivers. If you ask me, the personnel, the the mechanics who've got to set up. You know, first thing on a, you know, they get there on a Thursday. Is it Wednesday? They get there sometimes the races and start I think setting it was up sooner. They, yeah, been yeah. Sooner. they have to set Monday, up there. Monday, yeah. Tuesday, yeah. And they finish the race on the Sunday, and it's like. Yeah, it, it, I I know there was. I remember reading a couple of things um, earlier this year talking about the triple headers particularly being quite kind of bit of a struggle for the team. So yeah, I think yeah, I think twenty. I think twenty three in its current system is. I, I'd agree. That's a kind of kind of a bit much. Um, <laughs> but actually, what I will say, boys, is this leads on perfectly to my point. Okay. Here we so go. I'll talk about my point and then you can ask me questions about it or whatever. Um, which is three day weekends. Bin off Thursday. You just Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I think if you're gonna have 23, even 25, like you said, Aldas, races, in the current system of how the weekend is is sorted out, I, I just I don't think that's sustainable. But I don't think that Thursday. I, I think there's di- diff- there's something else they can do with it. So what I'm suggesting is fp1 would be friday evening fp2 saturday morning before qualifying so there's just two testing sessions so less testing which should hopefully make the races more unpredictable mm-hmm. which i think would be good um <clears throat> obviously like i said less stress on team personnel because they don't have to to get there as early now i understand commercially having a thursday can be good in terms of for sponsors and for fans coming to the track fair enough but what i'm suggesting is make thursday either like purely commercial stuff so the drivers can get there they can you know the teams don't have to fully set up but the drivers can get there and do commercial stuff or make thursday i've thought about this rookie only testing day but like not testing as in like everyone's got the same like there's restrictions to everyone's setup Mm-hmm. So it's purely to give the rookies, like every single weekend, rookies get a go in an F1 car on a Thursday. What do you think, boys? Jardier, do you think that sounds good? I think, yeah, yeah. I'm, I think the, the problem would be the limitations with the setup. I think there would be, like, if you would... I mean, I like it, the idea, the Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm not sure about the rocky idea with the with the cars, because, I mean... <laughs> I mean, too much. <laughs> I mean, it would, again, depends on the teams how... Like, I mean, it would give... I don't think it would give advantage to anyone, but uh, I don't know. I, I mean, surely there's a way of setting I mean, up the cars so that they can't they can't gain like maybe there's like mm-hmm. a restriction of how many like it has to meet certain specifications just for that Thursday for the rookies. I don't know. Is that a thing? I would put I would put them in a Formula Three car, and the rookies would have a special race on Thursday, you know, to prove themselves. <laughs> <laughs> just all against each other. I don't no, know. Do, do you think that'll work out, us? Do you think Do you think I'm just talking nonsense? To be fair, I, I wanted to hate your idea. I'm not going to lie, but I actually do agree. <laughs> I, of course, you did. I do agree with some parts of it because I think Imola we had a two day uh, two day race weekend in. We I don't think there was a Friday we did. practice. Yeah, and yeah, I don't yeah. really feel like did did it make the weekend any worse? I, I don't think it took anything away. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, I'm again, I'm one of those Formula One junkies. I I love to watch as many sessions as I can. Uh, you know, put as many practice sessions during the weekend, but logistically with where with where we're going in terms of calendar that might have to be a realistic option in terms of shortening the weekend um in a alternative universe where we're kind of you know having these ideas for sure i think it would be really fun the rookie idea is definitely something interesting i I definitely think it needs to be looked into because there isn't even testing and, and the running that rookies get and young drivers not just rookies but testing that young drivers get is just getting less and less there it's only the abby dabby test and a few little friday sessions so for sure i think more mm. time should be dedicated to the younger drivers to allow them in the formula one cars and it kind of almost it, it does hamper the formula one team itself because they don't have as as much time with their two main drivers so maybe yeah. that will shake mm-hmm. things up a little bit so yeah i do actually think that that's a pretty decent idea to be fair yeah because I'm, I'm just thinking like you know it gives rookies time more time in the car which means the teams can gather more data on them it also means that if fans do come on a thursday and you know again because i understand like i understand why it's not just saturday sunday because you know commercial and like sponsors and that's that's fine like 
it's what the sport needs to exist and I completely like appreciate that but also it means that if fans come they still see F1 cars flying around the track like mm-hmm. they still get the so I don't know I feel like that kind of ticks boxes and again it addresses your point out ass of you know there being too many races well maybe if they restricted because again if you just knock one day off of every single race of 23 races you've saved 23 days that's almost a month of time yeah. total that these teams you know it's a it's an extra day rest you know mm-hmm. for everyone not just the drivers because again i think like the personnel who you see setting up on wednesday and set and pulling down on sunday like <laughs> that job must be and plus all the flying around all the jet lag and you know triple headers and all that like yeah that must be incredibly intense it depends it depends how you kind of work the the young drivers uh session Mm. with the actual practice session for the formula one uh, for the formula one driver so that i think that would need a little bit of tweaking but it's definitely something i think like a restricted personnel like yeah you don't need it's, it's like when you see for you know um it's like for the young driver test they didn't have a full you know, mechanic team personnel for every driver, did they? Mm. Like, I don't think they did. I don't they? think it was the full, full team, but yeah, just I think the mechanics and some of the engineers and, uh, and maybe they could like alternate, yeah, maybe. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I've, 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 it's an idea. That, maybe. We can think about it's it. It's an idea. <laughs> we'll float that. Okay. All right. That would be great. Yeah. For the rocket drivers, <laughs> it would be definitely great to get up to speed and such. Yeah. That's what I mean. It gives them the opportunity to like test the hardware. It gives the teams yeah. the opportunity to see what the rookies are made of. Alonso would be happy. Alonso would be happy. Alonso would be very happy. Yeah, he'd sneak in and be like, "Oh, he's he's a shaven beard." (laughs) He's he's a young talent. That guy. I think he's got potential. He is. Yeah, he's he's got a lot to prove, but I think he could do a good job. Um, All right then. Next, Jade, back to you, mate. What is your second rule? Your second thing that you're changing about Formula One? This is a hard one. <laughs> I mean, I would love to see like the you, you cannot make the same chassis or the same engine or stuff like that when we want to see so many same manufacturers or different manufacturers. Uh, so I think this is really hard to make the cars same. I don't want to make the less power or anything. But I was thinking about uh, uh, okay, the Formula One is basically having the same format for many many years. The only mm-hmm. thing that changed was the refueling, basically. So. As I said, I really like the double race format. I think uh, okay. in uh, in some of the races we saw when there was a uh, restarts was where was it the Mugello? There was four. There was like three, yeah, three or four uh, restarts after the safety yeah. car. Yeah, 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 yeah. So was I was basically crazy. thinking if um, like uh, to make it a little more exciting, I was thinking about maybe extending the, the weekend a little bit more. I would put the, the practice on the Thursday, Friday, and on, on Saturday I would actually put the qualification at the like morning. And then, like late afternoon, I would do maybe like uh, the main race or like the the race itself instead of like seventy laps it would be like sixty laps, and then or or on Sunday put it on Sunday. Sorry, like in the morning or afternoon you would have a normal main race, and then you would have a sprint race or stuff like that, which would be like a one third of the format with let's say reverse half of the grid or maybe even reverse full grid, because I mean that would be probably horrible for most of the stuff. <laughs> but I have a feeling the opposite like, of what Tom I was saying. Like just yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You're like work though. One, one, two different ends of the extreme here. I love it. <laughs> yeah, like a, like let, let's say you have a one forty minute race, and then you have a one full feature race with yeah. one hour twenty minutes. They race normally. I mean, it would be really probably expensive. It would be more budget involved and whatnot. But. Maybe it would be interesting to watch because I'm, I mean, who doesn't want to see, let's say, Hamilton start from the last position, you know, and go through the field or first stop, and you know, that's, there's a lot of people that want to see how, Hamilton at the very amazing. <laughs> like, when, it, when you see first stop and starting last, how great does it look to watch him go forward, you know? It's true. So, so yeah, maybe, maybe something like that. I think, I mean, I mean, it wouldn't make the Formula One closer, but maybe the point system would actually work with it, you know, so, somehow. So kind of like an F2, basically, like how that system where that, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, main yeah. race and then this reverse grid sprint race. Yeah, um, yeah, basically. I mean, does they have full reverse on Formula 2? I think it's the top eight, isn't it? The top eight. Um, so who, whoever finished, yeah. no, whoever finishes eight, that, yeah, that's reverse, isn't it? I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. 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 Or but, the, uh, Brit- the British Touring Car Championship is like a random reverse grid you know oh, yeah, if, if you guys like know they've like one time one time well. is one time is like 15 top 15 reverse grid yeah, and yeah. some other races like top eight is like random or something like that so i mean i don't know i kind of like this reverse format because it brings a lot of action in a race mm. also madness but also you can see the skill 
You know, if you if you remember if you remember Turkey uh, Formula Two race when Hamilton spun, then then he was going like it's probably his most famous race. When he was plowing through the yeah. field. How amazing is that to see? You know, and yeah, I, 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 th- mean, I think I think there's some like. What do you think, Aldas? Do you think that kind of F two style format could potentially work with F one? The thing is, I'd love to see it because, again, I, I love to see races. And I think, <laughs> could you imagine Hamilton and Verstappen always starting at the back for those reverse grid poles? But mm-hmm. uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's definitely, I'm always interested to see cars racing and going through the field. The only problem is, is that I've, I've thought about this a lot. Those races, to me, would almost feel like manufactured because the guys at the front would all, would be really slow and the guys at the back would always be coming through the field. And to, at one point, I think it would kind of get a bit repetitive of just always seeing Hamilton and Verstappen or, and Bottas as well. Obviously, I'll throw him in there. Um, and so Perez in the and then the Red Bull for 2021. <laughs> uh, you know, those drivers, to see, them, to see them always just coming through the field, I think at one point it would almost be a bit too manufactured, too repetitive. So I think there's definitely something that Formula One... Um, two races has been talked about whether it's reverse grid pole or something and again we're going into a new generation so anything is on the table hopefully but the only thing but yeah my worry would be that at some point it would be too manuf- manufactured and over the course of a 23 race season just seeing the same drivers pull off the same moves on the same cars uh the quicker drivers just going to the front i feel like maybe it'd be a bit repetitive by the end of the season i don't know i, I feel like if it was again with these current regulations then i agree i think yeah. you would see the same drivers always coming through but i think if if we're able to find a way of, of of decreasing the gap between the fastest car, just purely talking car, not driver, fastest mm-hmm. car, slowest car, then maybe you wouldn't see the same drivers always. Yeah, I've, I've got the modern cars in my head. That's why I just keep thinking of that. I've got the modern. That, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the biggest problem at the moment. Yeah. Because that's, I, I think whatever we, you know, all of these rules, they, they all come with caveats, but also like certain rules are going to affect different rules. And unfortunately, this, the way that, that things are, hence probably why we're having this conversation is because there is such a, you know, discrepancy between the top and bottom. But I, I, I feel it, again, because I, I, see, I see the words, um, like you say, manufactured, you know, it feeling like a bit of a... It's tricky because like you could say it about every rule. You could say it about like DRS, which again, people weren't happy. But if we didn't have DRS right now, oh, yeah. man, yeah. it oh, would man. be boring, <laughs> wouldn't it? Just a 70 you know? lap train like around Monaco. It's I mean, like Monaco a is necessary already a train, evil, so. isn't it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Dirty yeah. air forever. <laughs> Literally. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm unsure. I, I, love, I love the idea of it. Obviously, there is the whole would teams purposefully kind of manufacture their results in order to get a benefit yes but then i suppose it's the same rules for everyone right and you know Mm -hmm. everyone's as equally able to manipulate those rules for their own advantage so i don't hate it i don't think i don't think it's got no right in the sport because ultimately no motorsport is completely pure racing there's always things like it's it's a it's a man-made thing ultimately right it's it's Mm -hmm. a manufactured thing so you know, all the rules are going to, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I know there was this conversation a little while ago about trying out reverse grid, wasn't there, in 2020? And there was a a lot of talk about it. And at the time, I wasn't really sure. And I don't really know what I think about it. There was a lot of, like... Yeah, I think it would have been cool opposite. to see, to be fair. I do think it was a bit it of a missed opportunity. Yeah. Just one race weekend to see what it would have been like. But I, agree. I, I think mm-hmm. most of the teams literally just said no. I think they, they put it down to like a vote or something. And <laughs> nine out of the 10 teams, I think, said no or something like that. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can tell how Which, enthusiastic they are about it. Yeah, I, again, it, it's about preserving the integrity of the sport whilst mm. not also making it into, you know, like... The, the best should succeed right but then uh, there's always this there's always this conversation about like qualifying as well it's like why would you put the fastest car at the front because <laughs> yeah. they're just like you don't you don't see usain bolt starting <laughs> 100 meters 10 meters ahead of everyone else because he's the fastest do you you know what i mean like, so maybe quality needs to be looked at maybe qualifying is yeah. outdated now or something maybe maybe there's like maybe it's like a or maybe the the sprint race after rather than being reverse grid it's reverse qualifying order from the very first race maybe oh that would be interesting actually imagine having a qualification 
And there will be normal main race yeah. with the normal pit stop and everything, as we see right now. And after will be, let's say, 20 minutes sprint race. Yeah. But top 10 will be reversed from the quality, though. Yeah. And it will be different points. It will be like, a, let's say, quarter points or <laughs> stuff like that. So it doesn't make big impact. Or yeah, I think... Just I to think... make it more action, you know? like Because, like, obviously we have a dirty air, which mm. is like a main... It's basically only issue in Formula 1 mm. in terms of overtaking. So... And we cannot fix it. Otherwise, we would have to, like, remove the old aero from the cars, which we don't want to. Mm. So... Uh, maybe, might be, yeah. There's definitely room for, I, I, don't quote me on this, I'm not 100% sure if this is true, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure I, I read that Yuki Tsunoda would have finished top in F2 if it wasn't for the reverse grid sprint races, I think. Mm. Which goes to show it can, they, it can make a big difference over the course of a season, but mm. uh, again, the gap between the top and the bottom in F1 is is much bigger. But I don't know, there's definitely room for a change there, I think for sure, yeah. so... I'll rate that idea. Um, all right then, Aldas. <laughs> Point two for you, mate. What are you changing? So I think this is uh, there's more of a wider conversation that hopefully we will be able to do a video about. But I think kind of in um, in Extreme Me, having a male and a female driver at the same team. Again, obviously, this is hopefully a video that maybe we'll be able to get into more detail in terms of getting more females into Formula One, and it'll be great to have a female mm. content creator uh, come onto the video. I think it would only be right, but. I've always, definitely. I actually really liked the idea. As soon as I heard it, I think it definitely is something different having a male and a female. And again, there's a wider conversation that we can get more in depth. But yeah, I think I'd love to see that because obviously we always talk about the thing in sports is, you know, men versus women. And motorsport is very kind of unique in the fact that you can have you know, both men and women at the same time. So there's definitely something special in there. Obviously, we don't have, hopefully we will get in the future more female racing drivers and quality racing drivers, which is the most important thing. So I definitely, uh, I can't wait to see what, what Extreme E is going to be like over the course of a whole season with one male and female driver. And I think I'd love to see it in Formula 1. I think not only would it be interesting in terms of the racing to see two quality drivers kind of not really settle the debate, but just kind of I just think it would be amazing to see so inspirational for so many people. And I feel like Formula One could, that, it, it would help Formula One, not just in the sense of the sport itself, but also for the grander picture in terms of other sports and how Formula One could mm. be like the leading light to that. So not only interesting on track, but I think it'll be just amazing and inspirational off track as well. And again, Formula One could lead the way with that. Yeah. What do you think, Jadia? Do you think that would, uh, do you think that format would work? I think, it, I think basically two, two things. I think it, as Alda said, I think it would be perfect for the, I don't know, like equality and like overall, because I think we have a, in a motorsport, we have a very talented uh, ladies who should definitely make it into Formula One or at least as close as possible because I think they hell of a deserve it, you know? Uh, on the other hand, uh, I think it would not make any difference in the end because I think the, the top female driver will be still top in the Formula One as well. Mm. So, I mean, it would be great to watch. It would be great for like... I think it would be great for the sport itself. I think it would be the Formula One be like, uh, let's say, showing off how the other sports should approach it as well. You know, the esport and and uh, and other stuff, the gaming overall as well, mm. uh, and maybe some other athlete sports. You know, to put like more equality into this. Mm. But in the end, I think in the, in the field it wouldn't make a difference because I think the the top, like, if we would have top ten uh, guys and they would be have top ten ladies drivers, mm. I think in the end it would be exactly the same because there would be. I think we would have just a, like a female Bottas, which would be exactly the same, you know, we'd be <laughs> super, super fast. Or we'd be like, we will have a Lady Verstappen, which, which would be like a, uh, like a perfect, you know, yeah. she would be the fastest anyway. So mm. I think in the, in the field, it might, I don't know, like, I, I, yeah, do you think it would make a difference? Because like the top driver is still top driver. It doesn't mean, it doesn't matter if it's a, a guy or a lady, mm. it will be still top 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 driver you know, what, you, know so. you know what i think i think it i think it would make a difference long term because i i completely agree mm. i don't think there's yeah. anything fundamentally that like you look at michelle mouton who's a rally driver she rally she raced group b she's probably like arguably one of the most successful female and and she she proved like she completely like proved like th there's no debate like clearly women have every bit of capability as men to get into yeah. f1 but also even if you're a man who's come from a very you know rich wealthy background to pay for your car in and to come through the ranks the chances of getting to f1 are still tiny yeah regardless even if you've come from the most privileged background because there's only 20 spots ultimately um mm -hmm. but what i will say is that the good thing about seeing you know for, for young girls watching they're not seeing yeah you know females drive in f1 at the moment and again i don't that's a lot of that is 
there's various you know societal reasons for that i don't mm-hmm. believe that you know in terms of capability is the reason at all i just think there's not anywhere near as many young girls competing in karting and therefore not as many getting up to the the higher mm-hmm. tiers of motorsport which for again anyone like male all the privileges in the world it's very hard to get to anyway so i think that in terms of long term you know having that inspirational figure for young girls to look up to would would do a lot but i also i also agree that yeah there's there's not like it it, for for me it would be like it's something i i would definitely be behind but i I wouldn't want it i wouldn't necessarily i don't think it needs to be a thing forever because i think once you get to that stage where it is very much normalized that girls and boys can be racing drivers which i don't think it is at the minute because i I just don't think it is in society you know, I think that definitely. there's definitely space for that. But I don't know, what do you, what do you think, Aldas? I was going to say, I mean, obviously, again, there's there's a much more in-depth conversation, but it's all about the quality mm. of drivers. And I think something that Formula One really needs to go into is if, again, because that was just a hypothetical idea, it would be really cool to see a female and a male in one team and that almost to be standard across all of the teams. It had to be compulsory. <clears throat> I think that would be a really great idea. And again, that's theoretical, but in the real world, it's all about getting quality. That is the most important because there's been a female, I think there's been two female female drivers in Formula 1 in the past, but a long time ago in terms of modern mm. day, it's about, I feel like the first modern day female driver, she has to be someone who is a quality driver because the, my biggest fear is is almost more of a marketing scheme. Some team just thinking, mm. I want to be the first and giving some person a chance, giving a, a you know woman a chance that perhaps isn't up there with the quality. And I feel like that would be one step forward, two steps back. So the most important thing is quality and that all of the drivers are able to compete regardless of, uh, you know of their gender so i think that's and it's all about the ground the ground the ground roots in terms of mm, karting 100%. being able to give Definitely. financial support uh getting more women involved so yeah there's again there's a whole much bigger discussion hopefully we'll be able to get into it in another video but as an idea i think it's definitely something that formula one i think it's realistic maybe not in the next 5 10 15 mm. 20 years whatever but it's i think it's a realistic idea that formula one could definitely have in the future yeah i definitely think it's a it's a very kind of valid, again, I, I understand the counter argument of that. Oh, well, you know, there will be people who miss out because they're not female, which I, I, I get it. There's, that's why this is a topic of discussion. Ultimately. Yeah. There's, there's, there's pros and there's cons just like there is to anything. So, um, but yeah, I mean, that's a good point. And I like that one. Um, okay. And then I will now take the floor with my final choice. Oh boy. <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> I've really built this up and it's I'm actually just not that dramatic. Um, I'm saying two pit stops minimum every race. I think you add strategic, strategic, that's difficult to say, unpredictability, first and foremost. It increases the pressure on pit crews, which again, makes it more unpredictable. And it is a team sport. I think too often we look at it as an individual sport. F1 is very much a team sport as much as football, as much as any other sport, right? It adds so it adds that factor, not only the pit crews working on the car, more chance if they make a mistake. Look, even with just one pit stop, we usually see at least one bit of pit lane drama every race if we add more pit stops. Great. And you know what I mean? I just think that why not? I don't see any reason why not. It means that teams can work the tires differently. It just adds more strategy, it adds more variety. It adds again more chance of someone pulling in all oh, the tires not fitted correctly. Like I that's all part so, of the spectacle just wants chaos. of Formula a, One. A Mercedes Psycho pit stop. That, that, that has to be mandatory. A bad pit stop every single race. There you go. Yeah, you're, you have to have one bad pit stop every race. But after that, I, I feel like that is, there is room for that. And also, I, I think that, you know, in terms of penalties as well, a lot of the time, you know, a penalty will be applied post-race. That's penalty applied post-race. There's a lot of P's. Um, which is annoying. No one likes that. Changing the result after the race. Do it on track. Even if it means you know, you have to sit in the pit pit lane for a bit. But if you've got two mandatory pit stops, then it means that there's more likely you're able to serve that on track and mean that you finish on race as is. So what do you think, Jardier? Am I talking nonsense? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm definitely not talking nonsense, but I feel like the, the, the pit stop strategy, I mean, it would be kind of easy, right? Wasn't it? Like if you would tell everyone they have to do at least two pit stops, mm. it's a minimum. It would actually very make the race simple. Uh, I think. Personally, like in the terms of strategy, you know, like if now if you have to do 40 laps on the hard tires and then 12 laps sprint on the super softs or something like that, mm. it makes it quite different than, let's say, driving super soft for 15 laps, yeah, then again for 15 laps and, and then just finishing the race on the horse, mm. I think it would be quite, maybe, maybe easier. 
Or how about how about limiting the mechanics in the pits? You know, I mean, the, you're saying about the the mistakes in the pits. That when the pit stop is like how how much? One point seven seconds is the record? Or yeah, crazy. Something yeah. like that. Two seconds. Yeah. 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 So. How about making different for the crew, as you say? It's a team. Yeah. It's a team sport. How about in a GDF racing, you have like one mechanic per two tires or yeah, something like, like that. Pulling you know? the tires off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Kind of in I mean, Formula Two, similar to more. Formula Two. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like make it a little bit like I mean, when you have a two-second pit stop, there is there is. You have so many mechanics. How many is it actually, guys? Oh, like, I think it's fifteen. I mean, or something. I'm very, you're very 15. limited to what you do, right? You don't do too much. As a, I mean, I don't want to. These guys are insane because they have to do everything perfect and mm. flawless at one second. You know, like can you do that one second every time? Do a per- perfect movement. You know, yeah, it's so difficult. Obviously, I... it's so difficult. So as you say, there's a there's a way to make a mistake, mm. but that mistake in the end costs you so much time. You know, mm. in a formula in which you will never get it back. You know. Uh, it's kind of, I would say it would take away the, the 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 race, you know, like from you. Like you're having amazing race, then your pit could make a mistake. Yeah, that's unfortunate. But if you if you would have a little bit more limitation, I think I would, I would just I would personally if I would do the thing as you're saying, mm. make two pit stops, make uh sure I would do two pit stops, but you have to use these type of tires for example yeah maybe you know maybe yeah, so yeah. so you have to let's say i don't know you have only three sets of tires yeah or three three type of tires you cannot use anything else but you don't have five or six or something like that yeah you have only super soft maybe get rid of the know, hearts yeah 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 yes. like you, you can use super soft soft and medium or something like that mm. and you have to use it and you can use it whatever you want in a race mm. you know so but you have to all these three so you have to do the two, two bit stops yeah and maybe limit the the pit crew a little bit you know so you have like on one side of the car you have i don't know two mechanics working together so the pit stop is gonna be i don't know five seconds ten seconds i, I like know? this I, what think, do you think? I think you've i think you've elevated the idea i don't know what do you think Aldas? i'm not a fa- <laughs> to be honest i'm not really a fan of it from the sense that i actually quite like the fact that formula one is chasing these zero second pit stops that's what they're chasing theoretically to have literally no time between between pit stops it is and impressive that's, to be fair I, th- I feel like formula two you know formula two has that in the sense that they have very few mechanics it's very one mechanic wheel on wheel off stuff like that mm. i i actually I, I disagree because i quite like that side of formula one that chasing like to me it's crazy. 1.7, 1.85 seconds. I think maybe the record Red Bull, I think yeah, bro- I think Red Bull, it might have been this year. I think they broke the record maybe two or three times in one season, uh, despite mm. the cars being bigger and the wheels being bigger. So I actually quite enjoy that part. And I feel like because they're chasing perfection, because they're chasing those w- less than uh, two second pit stops, we see teams like Mercedes who thought they were so confident, you know, we've absolutely got this. We trust this in our guys. And to be fair, we've seen them pull it off. Like in China, 2019, they, put off, uh, they pulled off a beautiful double stack but then in Sakir it didn't work out like that because they're they're chasing perfection and they back their mechanics so uh, so much but when it doesn't go right things go really wrong and I feel like that's that's what gave us that chaotic race so I so I I, I disagree uh, to be honest with that one I quite like the really uh, less than two second pit stops because I feel like do it almost like makes more two- mistakes do you like having two pit stops though? Like I do. Yeah, I feel like just one. it's oh, it's always with the it's those tires, those Pirellis. Like I love Pirelli. Don't get me mm. wrong. You know they do yeah, a, yeah. they do a decent job, but I feel like it's because sometimes the only problem with that two with with the mandatory two stop strategy would be I feel like depending on the tires, some drivers might literally just do a one stop race. And then they'd almost just the lap before the final one, just pull into the pits just because they have to do that mandatory mandatory second one. So that would be my only worry, to be honest. That the drivers and the teams would kind of again almost manufacture find a way around it to the point where it would look a little bit strange with drivers they would find a out. way to make it boring exactly because <laughs> that's the thing these guys are so smart they do all of the calculations yeah, the computers yeah, tell them yeah. everything just like in sim racing there's like i think there's a perfect strategy sometimes it tells you i remember on the formula one game but uh yeah, yeah i feel like that's what the teams have in a sense so they know the perfect strategy and in a way I, I, you just know they'll find a way to make it boring so it's a good idea but those pesky teams they're gonna they're gonna find a way around it <laughs> I just can I can I say one more yeah, to this? I, you just like amazing thing you just said was about the you have all the guys behind mm. right who's taking care of this and they know exactly in the head what the better strategy would be. Mm. How about remove it like this? You know, Chuck like I don't know, if you do sim, if you do if you do like a sim race, you're all alone. You know, and you know you probably have one guy who tells you to fuel or something. Yeah, it was like that in the Formula One before as well. The only thing the Formula One driver had was the board on a on a pit box, mm. which was selling. That was selling has two second gap, three second gap, and your P three. You know, 
How about like, I know it's all the technology and we want to see that in Formula 1, the technology, but like when you watch sometimes the onboards, they're like saying, yeah, your tire is 86.2% degradating, you know, you, yep. you need to do that and do that. It kind of gives away like all the, like, it's like compute computerized or something yeah. like that, you know? I mean, you have 200 people behind the garage who are calculating every possible scenario, what to do. I mean, that belongs to Formula 1 because it's mm. science and technology and everything. But maybe it would bring more... Um, unpredictability, maybe. Maybe it would help with the race. Yeah, yeah, unpredictable. Yeah, maybe it's like, like a limitation yeah. on that communication because, I, yeah, I haven't got an issue with the teams yeah. knowing that information as such. It's more, you like, communicating that to the driver. Because you see about like, drivers getting coached around the track sometimes and it seems just a bit... Yeah, a bit excessive, yeah. doesn't it? The thing is, all of these things, you, you know, they sound great, but the problem is, is that Formula One is so complex. I mean, 2016, there was a radio ban on driver coaching, exactly what you said. And then we ended up in such a strange scenario. It had to be brought back because <laughs> Hamilton in Baku, he needed to change an engine setting. And he didn't know what to change because these cars are so complex. I mean, we've all seen the steering wheels. There's like, oh God, how many buttons and settings and knobs there are? It's crazy. So that's the biggest problem. It's the Formula One is right at the pinnacle of technology. It's so complex. It's so, uh, th there's so much just even to the nuance of uh, changing the, the knobs and the dials that that is why yeah. driver coaching almost needs to be done. These guys, not only do they have to race at 200 miles an hour, they've got to also remember every single button, every single switch. If something goes wrong, uh, you know, you have to put it in yeah, certain mode. So I, that's the I, biggest problem. I'd argue problem, that I if they don't know it, that's on them. Like if they can't yeah. work it out, then that's I mean, on it's them. easy to say that from that sitting here and that's Make exactly- Make it simple, right? That's I'm exactly sure right. I could do it. Oh, yeah, 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 I'll get it. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> like, make it simple then. You know, well, no, right, now, right now, because of the technology and because of all the smart people in the paddock, they are actually allowing drivers to do all these changes, mm. you know? So if when something is wrong, they can just change the engine. But how about limiting that, you know? So instead of, like, mm. changing 50,000 buttons and everything on a wheel, having free mods, you know, for example, like... Like yeah. fast, slow, and uh, recover or something, you know. And, uh, but then it, is you know? Formula One Maybe. the pinnacle of technology? Maybe. That's uh, I, I that's know, I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is tricky. <laughs> I, there, there's definitely a better balance there, I think, somewhere. But um, all right, then, boys. Well, we've gone through our six points plus that extra seventh one there for, for everyone <laughs> who stayed till the end. So uh, you're welcome. <laughs> I think we should go quickly now through and vote. I guess, on each one of our points. So, uh, Jardier, do you want to go through your two points and then we will vote whether we put it in or not, basically. So so the first point I was the, the budget cut, basically, or the budget limitation. Yes, development I, I the... agree. Aldas, thumbs up, thumbs down. Yes, thumbs up for me, for sure. It needs to be done. Definitely, definitely. And then your and second point? The second one was the extra short sprint race, reverse grid. Uh, I'm gonna give that I'm... a thumbs down. I'm gonna give that. I'm gonna give that a pass. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I, I don't. Yeah, I don't think we're quite there yet. I think maybe. I, I, I think the new regulations will do the job good enough to not need that. If you ask me, so. I can't believe you just did that well, to our guests. We said in the past as well. We hoped in the past as well. We, those regulations. We did, yeah. We did, Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, Aldas, your first one. So my first one was the tracks having less tracks, making it a 20 race calendar, I think is the perfect amount and having more quality tracks instead of a quantity. Shard, what do you think? Thumbs up, 100%. Thumbs up. What are you saying, Tomo? I'm saying <laughs> fuck. Currently, as things are, definitely thumbs up. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> but Always if skepticism. you combine them on a mine, we could make it work. Uh, anyway, second one. And the second one, again, copying from Extremey, is having, hopefully in the future, both a male and a female driver at one team, because I think it would just be not only amazing to see, but also I think it'd be quite cool to find out the whole boys versus girls kind of aspect. I think it'd be uh, really cool to mm. see that. So yeah, a female and a male Formula 1 driver at the same team. Jard? I'm having like 50%, you know, it's really hard. I mean, I, I would I, I absolutely want to see the idea, so I want to give thumbs up. Because I like it in a in a in a in a E, you know. I want to see it as well, uh, but I would say like seventy five percent, you know, yeah. because I, I think it would make it would make a problems in some other way, and in the end, it would not make a difference. But yes, I want to see more equality, so I say thumbs up. Yeah, I I'd say thumbs up, like for the moment, but I think that would be something that could exist for like a time period, and then wouldn't need to exist. 
going yeah. forward. So I'm saying thumbs up as well. That's fair enough. Um, and then mine, three day weekends. Thumbs so down just all Friday, of them. Saturday, Thumbs down Sunday. all of your ideas. Shut up. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> right up there. No, be, come on, Aldas. Be nice to me for once. What is it? Thumbs up. Come on. Um, yeah. Uh, the thing is, I'm a fan. I'm so, oh, I'm so old fashioned at the moment. I, I'm a fan of the current. I, I feel like it just works. So just for this one, I'm going to give it a thumbs down. I feel like the current, okay. I, I feel like it just works. You know, on Friday we have practice. I do think practice could be shortened or things could be taken yeah. away. But I, I, do you know what? I'll give you a 50-50 on the rookies and the young drivers having more time on a Friday. I definitely think actually okay. we could have uh, okay. one practice session for the young drivers and one practice session on the Friday for the, uh, for the Formula One drivers. And then the rest of the weekend, I think could be the same. So yeah, 50-50, but I'm going to go thumbs okay. down a little okay. bit. Okay, cool, sure. Shard, do you back the yeah. idea? I'm going to go thumbs up with the with yeah. the Rockies because I think that was, that Rockies idea, I think it's brilliant. I think it's brilliant for Thank the Rockies. You. Thank you. And maybe I would uh, back Aldous with the, with the short practice cool. because I think the short maybe like, uh, like maybe make one extra practice, but mm. all the practice will be like 20 minutes tops, you know? Fair enough. Fair enough. I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that. And then what about my two pit stops minimum? Aldas? No, oh, no. Um, <laughs> Come on. <laughs> you know it makes sense. Um, I'm going to give it a thumbs down. I just feel like it, it <sighs> works in principle, but I just feel like it will be just manipulated by the team so much. There would be such weird strategies. Someone coming in on the first lap just because to get clean air and then they do a one stop for the rest of the race. So it would be so manufactured. Same rules for the everyone. The tyres. I feel like saying? it's it, you're focusing on the mat, on the pit stops. I think it should be more on the tyres instead of uh, you know maybe having softer compounds okay. so we get more pit stops. So... Uh, Oh my thumbs god, I feel down. so horrible. Actually, no, I don't. Uh, thumbs down for that one on Tomo. Shard, <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? I I'm going to back Aldous in this. I think yes. I'm going to give a thumbs down as well because I think it wouldn't improve the field. I think it would okay. be keeping the field exactly the same, you know? Okay. So I agree with the thumbs down here. And sorry, this, Tom. Sorry. Ending sorry. this podcast on an L. It's fine. It's fine, <laughs> boys. No problem. I can take it. All right. I'm not too hurt. All right. Well, I think we're done. Jardier? Thank you for being our guest today. Have you enjoyed your debut appearance on the Thank um, you so much. It was awesome. I would love to be here for hours. <laughs> Good. We could talk about this, right? We could definitely talk about this for a lot longer. No, pleasure to have you, mate. There'll be links to all your stuff uh, down below. And do check out Jardier if you want some prime sim racing content, for sure. Um, Aldas? Good? Happy? Very happy. I loved having Jardier on. I loved his, right at the beginning, a classic sim racer, classic eSport, just more power, more everything, <laughs> 2,000 horsepower. I loved his mentality. We would love to see that in Formula 1. So, good. yeah, it was great to have him on here. Looking forward to hopefully getting back on uh, very, very soon. And, yeah, happy to uh, give you the L, Tomo, for both of your ideas. That's always a bonus. <laughs> I had to get you back for the Alonso episode. I had to. I, I thought when you said about Jardier, you were going to say that because he called you Gordon Ramsay straight away. You backed that. But... Occ occupational hazard. <laughs> occupational hazard. <laughs> These things happen. Well, thank you everyone for watching. We do appreciate you taking the time. Um, obviously, we haven't in this episode, but for a lot of the debates, we'll be putting the question out on our YouTube community beforehand so that you can get involved. So be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Thank you to, to all of our Spotify listeners as well. It's been a pleasure and we'll see you on the next one.